What's up, Trailblazing fam? Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Millennials podcast with me, your host, Angela Gentile. So let's dive in today, y'all. We have a powerhouse guest on today's show. A doctor is in the house. We are welcoming Dr. Florencia to the show all the way from London. Dr. Florencia, the modern woman relationship coach, is a licensed psychologist and relationship coach who specializes in helping women break free from unfulfilling dating and relationship patterns, which, by the way, uh, I could have used you a couple years ago, friend. Her her evidence-based psychological tools and strategies empower women to create the relationships they truly desire, while also pushing back against the societal norms and centering their own values. Her mission is to empower women by sharing her lived experiences, life lessons, and psychological tools to become the best version of themselves and create and maintain relationships rooted in emotional security, authenticity, intimacy, internal desire, and abundance. Dr. Florencia's clients feel emboldened to live an abundant life with compatible and soul-nourishing partners. So y'all, let's welcome... Dr. Florencia to today's show. What up, friend? Hey, thank you so much for having me, Angela. Of course, of course. We got a doctor. (laughs) The first doctor on this. This is like a milestone. I'm so happy to share this with you. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm glad. I I will take it all in today. I'll take it all in. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like you could toot your horn here. All you want is badass as hell. So, um, and and I, I'm really excited. I think, you know, we're very much in alignment with what you believe in terms of like busting down the norms, because there's a lot of learned behaviors. There's a lot of default operating systems that lead us into not just like unfulfilling lives, but the accompanying unfulfilling relationships that go with those lives. So I can't wait today. <laughs> absolutely. You're absolutely right. I mean, you'd be surprised like how prevalent <laughs> these issues are in terms of like relationships. I mean, I mean, I guess you would, you would know because all you can see on Netflix nowadays is, re- is reality TV shows around relationships, right? So that's a reason for that. Yeah. People are yeah. intrigued by it. So yeah. Yeah, we're intrigued and we love a train wreck relationship because it somehow like maybe makes us feel better about our own train wreck relationship. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> You're the psychologist. I'll turn to you for that one. I don't know. <laughs> Some escapism, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> big time, big time, big time. So let's, Um, I think, you know, what you had, you had mentioned before, I just think the work you do is so powerful and, and needed, you know, especially if we're watching this on TV and we don't have these like healthy role models of, of, intimacy and support and compassion and care, especially in relationships. Um, You share a bit about your own story and, you know, the feelings that come up for you as a woman and a woman of color, that a successful career, a love, thriving love life and a hedonistic lifestyle was just not in the cards for you. So can you share a little bit about that sentiment and how that was sort of showing up in your life? Sure. Um, I mean, I've always been a very adventurous person. I always love to travel, love to go out. Um, I mean, if you've got any listeners uh, who are familiar with the carnival culture, I'm very big on carnival. So, you know, I tend to like travel for carnival festivities. So, you know, I'm out there. And what I found was, you know, not only am I, you know, a woman of color, I am very tall. 
I'm very curvy, so I stand out. And then on top of that, I am a very spontaneous and adventurous person, right? So it's, like you said, it's kind of like a lot, you know, <laughs> on one play. And so a lot of the time when I met men, they would try to, like, minimize me or try to... I don't know, humble me in some ways, right? So to say that, okay, well, you can't, you can't be a professional and be going out and party the way that you do. You know, you can't be in relationship and travel. You know, you can't, you can't do all of these different things and have and have the complete picture that you're trying to achieve here. And one day, I think I went on a date with this guy, and on paper he was everything I wanted mm-hmm. like he's mm-hmm. got the career he's handsome you know like he is he's quite a popular guy as well so I I knew that you know other women were going after him but I was just excited that he was choosing me in that moment right so I went on a date with him and he was like well what do you like to do with for fun and all of these things and I said well um you know again I just go through my spiel about what I enjoy And I said, well, I really enjoy solo traveling as well. So I travel alone quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he said, so how do you envision us being in a relationship if you enjoy solo traveling? I said, well, surely I can have my own thing. And, you know, I'm surely we can, you know, travel together at some point. Sure. But I like to have my own thing as well. And he said, well, then you shouldn't be in a relationship then. <laughs> and then, but but you know what like in like I mean I can laugh about it now but like in that moment sure. I felt so much pressure I felt like I was pushed in a corner I was like well I'm I either want to you know be in a relationship or I want to live my life I can't mm-hmm. have both and so mm-hmm. it was it was such a pivotal moment where I realized oh actually fuck this, <laughs> fuck this, like, it, you know, if, if it means that I'm not going to be with this guy, then so be it, I'm going to be with a guy who appreciates me for who I am and what I bring, and who appreciates that I enjoy the life that I have, and mm-hmm. I don't want to necessarily change that, he needs to be a great addition to what I've got mm. going on. You know, he shouldn't be someone that wants to alter what I've got going on in order to appease him. So, so that is what what I found, um, yeah. and and a lot of women can you know can resonate with that, especially in 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 this day and age. Yeah, like I'm ra- I'm raising my hand over here, like absolutely. I I yeah. I mean, I'm so like fuck him, right? Like, but it sounds like you <laughs> dodged, right? It sounds like you dodged a bullet on that one because I can't imagine the kind of controlling life right that you know that relationship that, that right. you would have been in and I say that because I've been in that relationship and oftentimes and I don't know where that where did that come from right like where we as women have to be less mm. in order to be in a relationship like where did that come from and that we have to hang up our wildness, our personality, our, our independence. And, and, and I don't have any kids, but I, I hear it all the time when it's like, Oh, I'm a mom now. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Still you. I was like, cause I got a lot of mom friends and I was like, Ooh, remember that story? Like, I know who you are deep down. You're just like suppressing that. Cause I was like, right. you were naked on a table on spring break. I know who you are. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so yeah. Where right. does that, where does that come from? Like where, where women find themselves that they have to be like less in order to be in a, 
a relationship? Well, I mean, that is society. That's how always society has been, right? I mean, women have been the, you know, the homemakers and and that is that, right? So you look after your household, you look after your kids, you know, and you have a bunch of kids and, you know, never mind a career. And if you are, if you do have a career, you do have a job, make sure that everything, you know, within the household is being looked after. So you're, well, in the, from a psychological point of view, you're essentially being split off mm. into like two people um, where you can't essentially merge the, the different avenues or the different worlds, essentially. And and now, nowadays, with all the opportunities that we have, I mean, since, what, I would say the, the 50s, the 60s, you know, with the, the, the sexual uh, reproduction, you know, revolution and women having, you know, choices and women being able to have, you know, certain jobs and taking on certain positions. Now, all of a sudden, you know, we're able to make all these different decisions for ourselves. But unfortunately, men have not quite caught up with that. So we have gone through this evolution. Uh, We've gone through, uh, and we've now had a position where we've evolved. And men, (laughs) or a lot of them anyway, are still left behind because they have not quite managed to kind of carve out a space for them to exist where they feel like they're still needed or that's still relevant right well it's almost like sharing they haven't been able to come to terms with like it's not always for you now is it right you know (laughs) you have to share you have to share the stage and that just because someone is sharing economic agency and freedom Mm -hmm. and financial freedom doesn't mean that like yours is less Mm -hmm. you know and I, I think that speaks to like I can't speak about what happens in the UK, but that very much is speaking to the political climate and the social climate here, right? Like giving someone opportunity doesn't give someone less. It's just allowing spaces to exist equitably. You know what I mean? And it's like, if you haven't been put in that position where you've had to fucking share, I'm sure a woman coming up and be like, hold on, let me stop you right here and tell you what it is. It's going to seem real uncomfortable, real uncomfortable. Yeah, so it it is a power struggle. Um, But I I think, you know, and definitely if I speak from my own experience, Mm -hmm. as I have gone through my own journey and realized, okay, what is it actually that I seek in a man? And what is it that I need in a man? Because So those are two different things, right? So what I'm seeking is maybe... The, the stereotypical kind of type of man who is quote-unquote masculine and uh, you know because that that signifies to me that he's a protector that he's a provider and all of these very stereotypical things but what I need is nurturing what I mm. need is to be able to share what I need is patience what I need is so all of this kind of like emotional things right um and aspects of a human being um and more often than not the men that i'm seeking for they don't necessarily have the capacity for that so mm. once i have started to notice these patterns oh okay so i need to kind of do a bit of digging and redirect my focus on you know what it is i'm seeking and and basically find men who who do have the capacity to be there emotionally for me, et cetera. 
So, yeah. so yeah. Cause that emotional component of a relationship mm. is like where the sauce is. That's the secret sauce right yeah. there. You Absolutely. know, him having a six pack and a fancy car is like a bonus, but <laughs> yes. yeah. How do you, well, how do you, cause that, you know, as a relationship coach and, 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 you know, with your psychology background, how do you differentiate for people? Like, so anybody listening who's like, you know, I really want to be in a relationship and then they have a whole laundry list, maybe multiple mm. pages of like, these are my non-negotiables. How do you, <laughs> cause you know, you're like, that's come on. How do you deal with that? And what's the difference of maybe like, what are you seeking? Like, what are you, what are the desires versus like, what are the necessities and non-negotiables? Mm, no, very, very good point. Because again, I was once there with my laundry list yeah. and that never really worked out for me. So yeah. of like so stupid I'm, shit, of like stupid shit. Like he has to wear a watch. He has to have like, none of that shit matters. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't talking absolutely. about what a safety looked like in the relationship. I was like, I need him to wear like Nike Air Maxes. Like they're just stupid, stupid. Anyway, I carry on. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. Um, what I would, well, what I do with my clients anyway, mm-hmm. is I would ask, well, what are your values? Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Get, get a notebook and literally write down what are your six values in life mm-hmm. and note that down. So if that is, for instance, intimacy, family time, uh, you know, quality time, um, what, you know, whatever, whatever that may be, right. I would then ask, okay, well, is the, the guy that you're currently dating or, or if you look back on your history of, of dating, do these guys that you've been dating, do they fit within mm-hmm. your set of values? And more often than not, say, mm, not quite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, because, yeah, again, you're you're looking at the more maybe more superficial yeah. Yeah. elements, right? What you know, what what catches your eye? Like for me, for instance, oh my god, I love a hench guy. If they're built like a house, I will have him. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I, will I have do him. too. Like a Jason Momoa, sign me up. Oh like, my sign god. me up. Take him. We need a moment of silence for Jason Momoa. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, sign me up. But you know, at the end of the day that will only keep me excited for a couple of days because after that I'm I need that affection I need that emotional connection and if that is not what he's bringing then mm. I will just uh, we'll just go around in circles it's just a re- revolving door so so again when I look at okay well do, does this person that I spend my time with does he match my values um and if not then you know Am I okay with leaving that? Then and and you know, and you kind of like have to have to make that decision for yourself. And yeah, mm. if you value, you know, wanting to be in a fulfilling relationship, if that is the goal here, then you need to let it go. Yeah. You need to let it go. Yeah. yeah. I, that's so powerful because a lot of people get held up on the fantasy. Mm, oh yes like they're pulling up at the barbie dream house in their barbie car in the barbie fantasy of like all of this is going to be great and i have this fantasy of what i want him Mm -hmm. to be not who not who he is 
Yes. Versus what I want him to be. So if you want to talk a little bit about that, because that, that if that's some misalignment of values and, and that can waste and how people can just hold on to it and waste a lot of time in the wrong yeah. relationships. Yeah, no, I'm not. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And that's why I said note it down, because what it's, I'm a very visual person. Yeah. So I like to have my key points or my bullet points or you know my 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 vision for the future whatever else I like to have it on paper like I need to see it so for instance if I or 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 if one of my clients basically had a value that stated a really value effective communication and honesty Mm -hmm. then I would ask okay well over the past month six weeks do you feel like the guy that you've been seeing or guy that you're with have they been effectively communicating and and sometimes they'll say yeah yeah I feel like they have I said okay well so give me an example of what you would view as effective communication and they would say okay well you know they would respond um you know, to my texts on time, or, you know, they would, they would call and check in on me, you know, on a daily basis. And I said, okay, well, so on a scale from one to 10, you know, out of, out of the last six, four weeks or so, like how often have they been texting you? 10, you know, quite often and mm-hmm. one, not at all. And like, oh, maybe four. <laughs> okay. So where did this effective communication come from then so it's it's essentially they make well you know us as women can Mm. kind of fabricate a reality that's not necessarily true and that is not necessarily accurate um because we're so because we you know we do want to be loved and we do want that affection and we do want to be in that relationship and there is pressure if you are in a certain um, you know age bracket so you then do whatever you can <laughs> to like sustain that relationship right sustain what you have but sometimes that may mean that you are settling for breadcrumbs and we don't have to do that like there is a world of people out there you know, yeah. and sometimes it takes pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, yeah. getting into different, you know, environments, speaking to people of different backgrounds, you know, getting to know um, other people from different backgrounds, you know, just widening your horizon a little bit. Yeah. Because then you realize that you don't have to deal with this shit at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at yeah, all. you definitely don't. I, and I like what you said, like settling for breadcrumbs. Can you talk a little yeah. bit about? about that because some people would rather take the breadcrumbs mm. and the little scraps of whatever of whatever it is when they can get them because they're afraid mm. of starving but what do you what do you have to say about that because I love that you use the breadcrumb analogy yeah yeah I mean for, for instance in my own experience um there have definitely been times when I felt incredibly lonely like I'm I'm an only child um so I've always had to deal with loneliness you know mm-hmm. I've always had to just yeah just enjoy my own company and um, and you know and and that was that really so as an adult that has definitely influenced my love life and how I seek partners because you know whatever the person that I was seeing was willing to give I was able to accept because even with, without that little bit that they were able to give I was just going to be left Mm. on my own or just left to my own devices so 
and and as I came to that realization that okay well loneliness for me is what keeps me stuck is what keeps me you know just accepting breadcrumbs I started to realize okay well then I need to make myself less lonely what can I do about that (laughs) yeah like like, solving the problem like that's the actual problem right right exactly yeah so what can I do so then I I um you know, I didn't really have a big, you know, friendship group or anything. Um, so I thought, okay, well, I need to start making new friends. So I went on Bumble to find friends and, and that was successful. And I've now got, you know, a group of girlfriends that I, I meet and go out with, you know, we go out for dinners or whatever else, uh, you know, and, and that has been such an enriching um aspect of my life over the last couple of years. But if I didn't come to that realization, I'll probably still <laughs> be accepting breadcrumbs you yeah. know and um and you know at the end of the day we're only human um and we are trying to fulfill very basic human needs right like that is how we survive so when clients do come to me with you know these scenarios like I completely get it because all you're trying to do is to be loved we all want to be loved that's it you know yeah and it's not crazy to want that it's not crazy it's not obscene it's not wild to want love and safety and connection and intimacy like there's nothing wrong with that you know there's nothing wrong with that yeah yeah I I love that you went on bumble for friends I don't even like bumble for dating was is is bumble more successful for finding friends than it is for dating because tell me right now because I'll sign up for the girl one and do some girl (laughs) dates like in my experience the bestie friend successful I love that yeah 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 it's been incredible absolutely look at that well good to know bumble bff that's what it's called right yeah yeah exactly this is not an ad for bumble bff but if bumble bff wants to sponsor this podcast they totally can (laughs) (laughs) right totally can (laughs) i kind of want to circle back a little bit because i think you've given Mm -hmm. us some really great tips on like that this like internal work and the kind of questions that we need to ask around like, hmm, if this relationship is what I want, how, how did you deal with? Cause like once, even though we find like we can have that rootedness and that alignment within ourselves of what we want and we still get the pushback. Right. And we still like that situation that you had with the guy, we still face those things about ourselves. Like you're too much, you're too this, you're too bold. This is the, Right. And, and that can be really painful. Um, I'm curious if you could share your story of how you sort of rewrote that and what Mm -hmm. advice you would give to someone who is facing like, Oh, it's always me. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I, uh, I was definitely there. I mean, it wasn't an easy road for me. Um, I have been in therapy on and off for years I mean, I would say three, four years or so. Like, so it's even been, therapists go to therapy, everybody. Right? In fact, we have to go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A great practitioner. So yes, yes. <laughs> so um, yeah. So I've been in therapy, and what I came to realize that because of my own, you know, experience, I've had a very rough childhood, mm-hmm. um, and that made me develop 
an anxious attachment um mm. so so it, it was it has been very difficult for me as as an adult um yeah. to relate to you know to to others especially to men and um so so yeah so through that and as I started therapy I started to realize that I am seeking a lot of validation because I didn't get much of that when I was younger I didn't get I did not experience a lot of safety and a lot of mm-hmm. comfort and security uh, when growing up so of course when you've got a kind of distorted sense of reality right mm-hmm. you then that that heavily impacts you know the parkers that that you pick and and through to therapy I came to you know, came to understand that, but not only understand that, I was also able to identify how that was playing out. So, so again, like my earlier um, example of, you know, I I seek a very stereotypical kind of guy, um, but I end up always being in in this uh, cycle of being mm. mistreated, being abused. Um, not being taken seriously and I also honestly thought that um, it must I must have somewhere written must be on me. my forehead yeah. it must be me mm-hmm. it must be me but it, it wasn't it wasn't me it was that I was incredibly vulnerable mm. and the guys that I was meeting at the time they could pick up on that mm. and then take advantage of that mm. so yeah so over over the years as I developed a better sense of self and had a clearer idea of what my story was and how that impacted me in the present I was able to feel more in control um yeah Yeah. in control of my decision making in control of my next steps in control of who I surround myself with as well because you will shed <laughs> right so all kinds people of that, people yeah exactly exactly so I, I was shedding you know a lot and yeah the people that I chose to surround myself with before they're not in my life now and and that has been you know that has been a blessing because you know them people not being in my life anymore that has created so much space for people who are like-minded, people who do love me and people who do want to, you know, be around me and and pour into me and all of these, you know, beautiful things. So it was necessary. It was a painful journey. For sure. But it was, sure. <laughs> but it was, it was necessary. And, you know, and now it, in my practice, I try to accelerate that journey for people. You yeah. don't have to go to therapy for four years like I did. Yeah, same, right? Like I suffered for like a decade. That's why I do what I do. I was like, don't waste your 30s. Please do not do that. Don't waste your 30s like suffering. Like I got you, come on in. Um, no, I, I what you're saying is really powerful because even if you identify the things that you want and you get clear on some of that value set, if you aren't doing your inner work to be able to heal yourself, you will just continue to find yourself in that cycle with those partners over and over and over again, because you're, there's like a, like your relationships hold up a mirror to you. So the partner that the partners that you are, you know, gravitating towards are here to show you your shit. Right. If you are ready to listen to it. Cause you're like, well, what? I don't know why they're doing this to me, baby girl, back up. Why are you picking that? That's mm. the question. You know what I mean? That's the question. Like nobody's nobody's doing anything to you if you are a willing participant picking up his phone call again. 
You know what I mean? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely, absolutely right. It is, you know, why do you keep picking them? Mm -hmm. But also, what is it? What is it that you can do differently? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so sometimes because I'm kind of like in, in in two minds about it because on one end I wouldn't necessarily want to put the onus completely on the person. Right. Right. So, so I am mindful of that also for people listening, but I also want to encourage everyone to reframe it as that you do have some control because I know what, what it feels like to be helpless and to feel Mm -hmm. like you don't have any control and that everything is just happening to you. And you, you know, you, you just have to surrender to whatever is happening to you, but that isn't the case, but it's just that you need to find the strength and you need to identify what pattern that is re- reoccurring so that you can mm. break out of it. So for me, for instance, I, I didn't realize that my way of seeking connection was to be very flirty, like very full on uh and 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 kind of like having blurred boundaries around that and mm-hmm. i and i didn't realize that at all so not until it was pointed out to me in therapy where and this is a really funny story by the way but, um i had a really like, attractive- everybody who comes on the show like brings up their therapist what's your therapist's name we'll give her a, let's give him a shout out what's her name <laughs> like this is, this is hilarious i uh, he is a very attractive guy right and I through therapy with him I actually developed feelings for him so as I developed feelings for for my therapist I started to um basically portray or fall into the same pattern mm. of being flirty being full-on and you know basically coming at him essentially just trying to seduce him and all of these things and he said oh is that is that what you do with your partners is that how you is that how you date is that how you try to relate is that how you're trying to see connection with men and I was like oh, oh he just checked you huh <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> like, oh yikes yeah 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 I am yeah. <laughs> what do I do now <laughs> what do I do now yeah we let listen shout out to that because being checked like that when someone can actually like hold you accountable for your behavior Mm. and you're in a very good place to receive it is Mm. powerful. Whether it's friends or therapists or people you meet along the way, like that is a very beautiful gift to give to somebody, you know? Mm. And that, that change, that shift everything for me. And that, and that, in that moment, right. I was like, fuck, this is what I do. Honestly, I was not aware. I was like, wow. So all of this time, I mean, yes, I've been through these awful situations with with men. And again, I would never put onus on on the victim ever. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, I realized, gosh, that can be interpreted in different ways or that is kind of opening up something yeah that exposes me and makes me makes me vulnerable and and that is how, how you know what predators prey on that vulnerability mm. and so and so, and that is what i needed to that's what i needed to figure out so and 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 that was so powerful so yeah like, powerful. like mind blowing yeah yeah 
Yeah. yeah Cause that's the absolutely. thing you needed to heal. That was like the, the wound. That was the thing that was your work yeah. in, you know, understanding your attachment style. And I think that that stuff is so powerful. That was like the catalyst to like, get it together mm-hmm. and do something differently. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you say to people who are listening and who are like, wow, I really want to have a beautiful, successful, loving relationship. It's kind of your, your advice to that. My advice would be always start with you. <laughs> it sounds yeah. very cliche, but it, you have to start with yourself. You have to develop a strong and intimate and deep relationship with yourself because when you know yourself in and out and you know what you stand for you know what you want out of life that is when you're able to meet someone that fits within Mm. that rather than trying to some way somehow contort yourself or the other person and and try to just just make it work it doesn't have to be that way you can find someone that just aligns with you but in order to find that person you need to know yourself first yeah so powerful that's it that's the show y'all that's the mic drop moment (laughs) put a pin in that because it's true it all I mean we we often look for people outside of ourselves to fill voids it's like if I can get this person then I'll be okay if I Mm. could just get if I could just get married or once I'm Mm. in a relationship I'll be happy or I'm miserable right now because I'm single Mm. you know yeah, you're like shaking your head right now. No. <laughs> because I heard all, I heard all, and it's like I, I get it. I, yeah. Like again, I've been there myself. I get it, but you will always find yourself in a repeating cycle where you're just not happy, or or that there's something, something is off, or there's always something. Yeah. You always find there's something, there's something, yeah. something wrong. Um. And like I said, when you know yourself in and out, you will re- radiate that as well. Like you will radiate being joyful, being content, living abundantly, you know, like uh, people can sense that. And, and those people, those are the ones that you want to gravitate towards yourself, not people, you know, who are just trying to, you know, or in negativity or not a good fit for you yeah so yeah yeah it's it's it you always have to take care of yourself you know because people if you're not aligned then you will just find people who are aligned to a version of you that you're pretending to be and that's not real Mm. right Mm. so you're just going to end up compromising yourself time and time again stuffing down your real personality till you get to a point where you like implode (laughs) <laughs> and like are not functional and your relationships falling apart because it was predicated on something inauthentic, you know, Absolutely. I did that for a long time. So I'm speaking from my experience too, right? Yeah. I wanted a relationship so bad because I didn't want to do my shit. Yeah. I didn't want to do my work. So I would find myself in relationships to like fix it. Like if they just loved me, then I was lovable. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of I'm lovable, whether you like me or not, motherfucker. (laughs) That's it. You know, that's where we all need to get to, honestly, because that will open up so many doors. Honestly, when I got to a period when I genuinely felt comfortable in my skin and genuinely accepted me for who I am, what I've been through, my story, that is when I, I truly found happiness. 
like before that time I, I was just pretending or you know I was just just going through life just for the sake of going through life right but the moment I, I realized who I was what I stood for what my purpose was in life what made me happy all of these things that is when life really started for me so yeah yeah, yeah it's been an true. incredible journey definitely it's true if someone is listening to this and they're like, oh, that's so much work because I just want that, you know, because I think the end goal is the relationship versus mm-hmm. the end goal is happiness and the relationship is a byproduct of your own happiness. Right. So what would you say to somebody who's like, Ugh, maybe a little resistant or maybe even a little confused and overwhelmed on where to start? What's the first thing that somebody could do? in their own quest for like self-love first yes assess your values yeah back to always back to that baby yep always back to that assess your values that that is that that is that is the foundation for me and I'll, I'll give you an example right I had a client who I uh worked with for a few weeks and as she started uh therapy with me she was actually referred to me for emotional distress, right? So mm-hmm. nothing related to, to relationships directly. So as we was going through, you know, working together for a few weeks, um, and we were speaking about her partner. She was in a, um, uh, she had a partner at the time, and they were due to be married a few months down the line. And then all of a sudden, she brought up her partner, and she's like, "Well, I'm not quite sure if I'm happy with this guy, but." We're due to be married, and but all of these things are coming up, and I don't really know what, what to do about it. And I said, like, well, let's let's assess your values. Like, what is it that you care about? And then we went through the, the exercise, and from from that, that just unlocked so much for her, where the following weeks, like not even months, like literally weeks, she came to the conclusion that actually that I don't want to be with this guy. Yeah. He's not my guy. And then just like and they've got they have a whole wedding planned, right? Oh, planned like, and paid for after- shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. All, all paid for and all done. But I found it so powerful because yes, you know, I am a relationship coach, and yes, the aim is to find a relationship, right? And all of these things. But sometimes people are so caught up with the aim I want to be in a relationship mm. where they would they would just settle just for for anyone that's just about good enough yes. but what I what I do what I preach in my work is you don't have to settle for good just good enough you you there's so much more out there why would you not strive for why would you not strive for that you know you I want you to feel that excitement when you are with your partner and of course there are seasons like any other relationship and that is perfectly normal but with this particular client, she came to realize that actually she was giving a blind eye to so many things that were yeah. happening in relationship, but because he wasn't abusive or he wasn't calling her nasty names or whatever, right. he's like, okay, yeah, okay, fine. I guess you I know, should I be okay with this. I, I guess yeah. I should be okay with this, but no, you don't, no. Mm-mm, no. Not over no. here. <laughs> not over here. Not in this yeah, world. No, no way. <laughs> I'm the wrong therapist for you then. No, that's not, that's not, that's not. Okay. So um yeah. So literally in a matter matter of weeks, where you know, wedding was off, wedding was cancelled, she moved out and she started traveling the world. 
you know, and, and, and yeah, I love this. I love this. Get it, girl. Get it. Yeah. She gave up her job. You know, she, she was an accountant. So, you know, she, she had a a lot of, you know, responsibilities and and, and everything, but no, it's just like, she just packed up her stuff and she just left. I love that. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. a success story on, on, that is a success story about relationships because yeah. she built the best relationship there is, is the one that you have with yourself. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I can't wait to see if she, you know, who she meets along the way and who exactly. connects to that energy because that's going to be fucking dope. Exactly, you know? exactly. I did tell her to like keep me posted on her journey. <laughs> yeah, for sure. A little updates here and there every couple of months. Yeah. Where where in the world is, you know? Yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah. Well, no, that thank was just you. incredible. Well, yeah. thank you so much for all of this. Like I know that what you're sharing about just reiterating the idea of self-love, reiterating mm. understanding the foundational root of, of who you are and what you want. Like you don't have to settle for what somebody else wants. And if you don't know what you want, you will end up compromising and being absorbed into somebody else. So like values, baby, know your values, know what you stand for, know what it is, know what it ain't. Love Absolutely. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, okay. So my friend, we are going to play um, a game before we close out today called <laughs> how, you know, no, everybody says that. I think it's like the most, it is, this is a serious game. Serious competition. It is called How Millennial Are You? And we like to close this down because not only are we brilliant over here and we say some deep stuff, but we're also fun and funny and can unwind a little bit, you know? So, okay. I'm going to give you a series of three questions that progressively get harder all about millennials (laughs) and pop culture. Um, Everything's real and the points matter. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Question one. According to Right Said Fred's chart topper, what did Fred boast he was too sexy for? Ah, do you want me to sing it for you? Yeah. I'm I'm too sexy sexy for my. Ah. The sexy for my. My shirt? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Shirts, yeah. <laughs> Too sexy for his shirts. Okay, wow. I'm gonna get memory. <laughs> it's amazing, That's like funny. what people remember from like early 90s trivia. They're like, I have not thought of this until mm. you asked me this question. So yeah, perfect. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. Question number two. A little bit, a little bit harder. What was the name of the brain's sidekick in the cartoon that originally aired as a segment on the Animaniacs? Oh, I don't know that one. So there were two little characters, cartoon yeah, characters. Oh, yeah, no, I don't I know the names. They were mice. It was Pinky. Pinky and oh, the brain. Now I, I just unlocked that as well. Right. Yeah. I unlocked a core memory for you for yeah. sure. Yeah. Cause not as you said, pink is like pinky and the yeah, brain. Right. brain, brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. <laughs> All right. Ready? Yeah. Woo. This one's a little bit, this is a hard one. Okay. Who was not, who was not a celebrity on so who was not on, sorry, let me rephrase this. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm sorry. 
Who was not on Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew? Was it Brigitte Nielsen, Michael Lohan, Brett Michaels, Dennis Rodman, or China? Who was not on the show Celebrity Rehab? Do you want me to read them again? China? No. No. She was. She was. Yeah. Oh, Black China. No, China. I think she. I think she actually passed away. Wasn't she like the wrestler? Remember the? She had like. Oh. Do you know what I'm talking about? She had like the dark hair. Maybe this was just like something in the States. Like, I don't know if if WWE wrestling is like international. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. The answer to this question is Brett Michaels. So Brett Michaels from, yeah. Yeah. Remember his show, Rock of Love? Do you remember that Mm -hmm, show? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was the worst show and I loved it. I love to be it. honest. I, I love trash TV. I oh, it was so it. bad. It was uh, so bad. It was so it's good. Awful. Yeah. No, <laughs> anybody I sit and watch trash TV all day long, especially from those days. <laughs> oh my God. Like, like mid 2000s, like, so, like, t- or like um, America's Next Top Model. Oh my God. I hate that. I love that show too. <laughs> so uh, bad. And it's so abusive and like so bad. <laughs> so bad <laughs> I watched like all of those shows oh I'm such an asshole I'm sorry sorry everybody sorry <laughs> we were all there like what if you're from the 90s and 80s I mean we, we've all indulged in yeah. very problematic tv a hundred percent we participated in, in problematic <laughs> games problematic <laughs> talent shows problematic all of it all exactly. of it all of it all right. <laughs> it was some of that stuff like doesn't age well either. Like if you watch mm-hmm. an episode of even like making the band with Diddy and like Danity Kane and stuff, mm-hmm. the way it, it's like abusive, like nobody mm-hmm. would say that to a woman now, but it does. Some of that shit doesn't age well <laughs> at all. <laughs> all right. Oh, so God. Dr. Florencia, can you wrap us up and tell everybody where they can find you and what you're offering for them today? Sure. So you can find me on all of the socials at Dr. Florencia underscore. Um, I am mostly on Instagram and YouTube. Um, everything else I'm, I'm still trying to trying to figure out. So no TikTok for me just yet. Wait till um, you get on TikTok. It is a whole other, I get, it's a whole other world out there. Exactly. Speaking of Wild West, that's the TikTok. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, I do have an account on there, hence why I said all social. So you, you will find me, but there's just nothing on there because every time I've tried to post something, I just get so overwhelmed with all the videos <laughs> and lots going on. And I was like, do you know what? Let's just leave this for another day. So yeah. <laughs> so at the moment, it's mainly Instagram and um, YouTube. And at the moment, I've got a six-month coaching program that people can sign up for. And that is for single modern women who find themselves stuck in repeated patterns that are unfulfilling and and unhealthy, and they want to change that. So, so yeah, so that is a six-month program that you can sign up for. And all you have to do is just book a consult with me, and we can take it from there. And lastly, I've got a values-based workbook that you can download for free and the ooh, what was it called again <laughs> hold on one second <laughs> hold on one second uh, 
Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> you can find a workbook on the power of polls, uh, okay. info forward slash workbook. And all you have to do is just put in your name and, uh, your email address. And so I'll be able to send it to you. And Perfect. yeah, that's Perfect. That. I'll put that link in the show notes too. So it's a little easier. You just click it, enter your name, email, get your values workbook and start doing some work y'all. Yes. Are doing some work. Well, thank you so very much for taking the time. I know the time difference is a little tough today, so hopefully it's not too much past your bedtime. <laughs> oh, no, no, you're, no, you're, no you're like, I'm going out. I'm going out. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Well, thank, thank you so much you. for having me once again. Thank you. And any parting words before we, we sign off today? Well, don't waste your time with these useless guys that you know that are not fitting. <laughs> lifestyle not fitting your values just take a step back and reassess that's that's all you need sometimes and if you need a bit of hand holding I'm here for you (laughs) I love that I love that I love that well thank you so much um I appreciate you and everybody thank you so much for listening and uh go be epic we'll see you guys soon oh yeah baby we made it Thank you so much for listening. You can find all the information on today's guest in the episode show notes. So be sure to give them some love. Please follow, like, rate, and review this podcast wherever you are listening. Your support means so much and it helps the folks like you find our tribe of trailblazing badass unicorns. Don't forget to join our free text community. Just text the word sweat remix to 855-534-2890 and you are in. Get your weekly doses of inspo and motivation to live your truth. And for more information on how you can join the Sweat Remix movement community, visit sweatremix.com. Thank you so much. And remember, go be epic.